Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode here at Chronicles. I am Amanda, your host, and today is, can you believe it, Monday, February 13th, 2023. I have so much to share with y'all today. I have a topic that I've been leaning into over the last several weeks, and I hope I'm able to accurately relay it to y'all this morning, but part of me feels like this is just going to be a message about a few different things. But I pray that the Holy Spirit guides me through as I just speak from my heart and that someone hears this who can relate or who just needs to know they are not alone. As always, though, I will be vulnerable and honest with y'all telling you the exact truth of my most recent experiences, okay? Let me just start at the best possible place, the Word of God. Ezekiel 36, 26 says in the New King James, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. You know, I've read this verse a bazillion times over the course of my three and a half years of reading the Bible. And just like many other passages in the Bible that I've read equally as many times, it kind of became a nice sentiment, if you will. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Kind of like the 23rd Psalm, for example. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. You read it so many times, you become a bit immune, if that's even a good word, to what the writer is saying, to what he's requesting of God, or to what God is saying to us. I've had my heart on my heart the last couple of months. It began during my 21-day fast at the beginning of the year. During that time, I discovered that I wasn't as desperate for God as I once was. I don't think it was because of any hidden sin. I think it was simply laziness on my part. I read the Bible out of routine. I prayed routinely. I worshiped routinely. I had a connection with Jesus, but it just wasn't the same. And I found that a little sad to me, actually a lot sad. I remember praying in my journal on January 2nd, day two of that 21 days, for God to break down barriers in my heart that were keeping me from being desperate for Him. And as a side note, I also must tell you that there was a time that I worried God didn't hear the prayers that I wrote, but I'm about to show you that He hears the ones we write, and He hears the ones we speak, and He hears the ones we never say. So anyway, let me just give you a little bit of a breakdown of of the last few months so you can hopefully understand what is on my heart today. So November 2022, I started a new job making way more money than I've ever made in my life. Okay. At the end of December, I was approved for my very own place as a sober person ever. And I'm moving March. In January, I committed to that 21-day fast and heard so much from the Lord I could write for days on just that alone. And at the end of January, I was promoted at my new job to office manager to be effective on February 1st. And if I can be ever so honest with you, and this will be news to even people who are close to me, I took a step into somewhat of a relationship, sort of with an actual Christian man who respects my boundaries and my values and morals as a Christian woman. So I know you hear this and think, wow, these are some mountaintop moments. Yes, they are. I am blessed. But on January 31st this year, I found a prayer in my prayer journal, a powerful prayer in my prayer journal, just 29 days after that first prayer I shared with you that says this, Jesus, this is my true and honest prayer. 
Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my anxieties, and see if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Let me be weighed on honest scales, that God may know my integrity. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my mind and my heart. Then I said in the same prayer, Jesus, I see this statement in your word and cringe because your spirit helps me to understand what it means. Try me. Test me. Cut my heart open, Lord, and show me the evil inside. Then clean it out. Create in me a clean heart, O God. I don't believe for a second this will be comfortable, but I do believe there is mercy even in the suffering you allow. And incidentally, I just posted an episode about mercy all two Mondays ago. You might go back and listen to it if you haven't. That was my main message, that even in suffering, there is mercy to be found when we are closely aligned with Jesus. So essentially, my heart was cut wide open just as I'd requested of God a few days before, when on Saturday morning, February 4th, I woke up, and while I was digging into the Word, I received a text message that made me smile. Only I realized as I read it that I could not smile. And so I quickly began to panic, and then looked in a mirror, and did all the facial movements one could do to test the limits of what was happening. And then I panicked some more and I thought for sure I was having a stroke. So a trip to the ER and a diagnosis of Bell's palsy just an hour or two later was a relief, but only health wise. I'm going to be fine, but my face remains frozen as I bring this message to you today. I can feel, I can see, although it's blurry a lot of times, but I can't move the right side of my face. I cannot do one of my most favorite things, smile. And y'all, this has been probably the greatest struggle since the day I decided to get sober. Not because it's physically uncomfortable, I can handle that, but because I am seeing what's in my heart through this. And that, friends, is the worst part. But it's also the best part, if that makes any sense. I prayed for God to try me, to test me, and he's answering my prayer. It's massively uncomfortable. It's terribly painful in a soul-crushing way in some moments, but there is a very big part of me that knows I will come out on the other side of this as gold when he's done teaching me what he wants me to learn. You see, through this, I have learned in just a week that I have the potential in my wicked heart to worship money, that I am vain, that I am proud, that I am haughty, and that I care more about the approval of people than of the approval of God. I never thought I was any of that. But the fact that not being able to smile, not being able to accurately apply mascara to my right eye, not being able to blink has affected me so much has really showed me that I have a very hard tendency to be proud and vain regarding my appearance, to base my worth on the affirmations of people, 
to tie my identity as a human being to what people think or say about me. And that is gross to me. Because who made me? God made me. And whether I can smile with my whole face or not at all, He is looking at my heart. He is looking at what's inside. I can't persuade Him or manipulate Him or change His mind with a smile. He sees so much deeper than what I look like on the outside. And I think I finally understand what God said to Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For a man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. That's another one of those passages I've read so many times and chosen to view as a nice sentiment until this experience, until I lost my smile. And I was forced to look at myself, like really, truly look at myself and then let God reveal to me the contents of my heart. Friends, I know that I have mostly already admitted this, but I'm just going to say it straight out. My heart is ugly and it is vile. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. If you think you might know me because you're my family or friend, or you've listened to every one of my episodes and know that I reveal so much about myself, I can promise you, no one knows me like Jesus. I don't even know me like he does, which is probably why this is so uncomfortable. You know, I was thinking about this. How does it feel when someone comes to you and tells you something you said or did that hurt their feelings and you had no idea? Depending on who you hear it from, you may be offended that they were offended. Or you may immediately turn around and ask for forgiveness. I am in such a place with Jesus that I don't feel offense or shame over what he's showing me. I do not feel condemnation. I don't even feel guilty. I feel repentant. I want him to clean this ugly heart out. And yeah, it stinks right now. It's hard and I kind of hate it. But I love Jesus more than I hate being uncomfortable. I desire so much to be like him, to have the purest heart like him, that I am facing this testing and this trying with repentance with a frozen half of a face towards the cross, knowing that he's not done with me. And this right here proves it. I am so confident that he loves me because of this suffering he's allowing that will inevitably change my heart into one as pure as his one day. So what does this mean? It doesn't mean that I am a terrible Christian. If you are in the middle of a heart transformation and something you are suffering, it does not mean you are a terrible Christian either. It means that you have also yielded yourself to the only one who can change your heart into one pure before God. And that, my friends, is a most beautiful thing. It is a most worthy and righteous and glorifying thing we can do as children of the Most High God. Yield to Him when He brings about opportunities to transform us into His likeness. Because we are imperfect people, loved by a perfect God. Did you know that? I will never be perfect here on this earth. Neither will you. Newsflash.
So we have to stop striving for the world's definition of perfection. I say this mostly to myself in this moment because I stress myself out trying to do that. And James says, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And I believe the patience he speaks of is in times like this. When God is working things out of us, teaching us through suffering, breaking our hearts wide open and revealing to us their contents so we can be transformed. That will bring us to the finish line of this race, perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So where am I at today? Well, I'm still looking up. I am still smiling as best I can. I am embracing this suffering, if you can call it that, and I am open to what God wants to teach me. That's where I am right now. I don't know how long this will last. And honestly, I'm in it for the long haul, if that's what it takes to change my heart. Truly, I don't think I've ever meant anything more in my entire life. However long God lets this go on, it's okay by me. Sometimes I can be pretty hard-headed, so I might be in for a season of this. And friends, that is okay. What is your suffering these days? Maybe it's not a frozen face. Maybe it's something no one can see. But I encourage you from the overflow of my own experience to embrace it. Yield to it. And let God show you what's in your heart. Let him use your experience to change those hidden, ugly things to purity in your heart. It will be uncomfortable. It will be painful. But it is worth it if you desire, like I do, to be like Jesus. I'll end here with this in Job 23.10. But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. Let me pray for us today. Oh Jesus, what a word you have put into my heart about my own suffering and the mercy you are showing me through it. And what a confident hope I have in you as you teach me through these hard things. I pray earnestly from this heart that you are changing to purify my darkest and ugliest places and ask that you bring me forth as gold when the testing is finished. I pray for my listening friends whose hearts are longing like mine to be changed into pure hearts also. Reveal to them the contents of their own hearts and give them the strength through your Holy Spirit to endure and embrace it and yield to what you want to teach them. Your word says that you work everything together for our good because we love you and we have been called according to your purpose. Help us to see that even when the transformation process is painful. We love you, Jesus, and we honor you today for who you are. In your son's most precious name, amen. Thank you for listening today, friends. I hope you've been encouraged. Until next week, this has been Amanda at Chronicles. See y'all next time. Chronicles of a Delivered Pit Dweller is now available on multiple platforms, including Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Share this and other episodes with a friend today. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to check out Chronicles21.com homepage for addiction recovery resources if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction. 
Remember, we don't fight for victory, friends. We fight from it.